But I'll use the subject. Ride out your storm. For springboard. We'd like you to turn to Mark's Gospel chapter 4. Could have been Luke. Could have been Matthew. But I prefer Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41. So. Verse 35 of Mark chapter 4. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word. It reads thus. And the same day when the evening was come. He said unto them. His disciples. Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and he buked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And may I add here. If the wind and the sea obey him. Shouldn't human beings obey him? Our Father and our God we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for these lessons. That Jesus taught his disciples. That are now applicable to us and to the saints in all ages and in the ages to come. And Father, that we learn from these lessons how to deal with the storms of life. Father, please forgive us where we have been faithless and we have been fearful and have not learned the lessons that you have taught the disciples. Oh Father and our oh God. We ask that you grant us the grace. To accept the storms of life. And to go through them and face them with confidence. Knowing that you are in the boat and the boat cannot sink. So Father in heaven. Help us to increase our faith. And our trust in you. Lord God, for those who are disobedient, we pray that they'll learn from the wind and the waves that obeyed the Master's voice. So, Father, may you bless us and strengthen us for the storms that are ahead. 
and that we'll go through them with confidence. These mercies we ask to Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Ride out your storm. In different parts of the world, or different parts of the world, there are all kinds of storms. For example, we hear about dust storms, sand storms, hurricane storms, rain storms, snow storms, and the list goes on and on. In our region, we have the storms, hurricanes. And it is said that the Caribbean is a hurricane alley. And uh, it's something that we don't like. But hurricanes are very, very important. And the reason why we have so much hurricanes in these areas, more so than others, is because we are close to the equator. And it is said that heat builds up in the equator. And uh, hurricanes are good because, as we understand it, it sucks the hot air out of the region. As you understand that the hot air intensifies the storm, makes it stronger. It feeds on the hot air. Uh, but it takes the hot air out of the area and uh, brings us much needed rain. And you'll notice that after the atmosphere gets cooler, hurricanes die down. And we have cooler temperatures. Equally, the storms of life are very important, even though we don't like them. They are good for us. Like, for example, Hurricane Hugo did some damage, but Hurricane Hugo did more good than bad. Amen? Thank you. Let me tell you something. One good thing that Hurricane Hugo taught us and did for us is that it changed our building style. We used to build what you call lean-to, and everybody gets into these lean-to. You lean to here, and you lean, you lean to here, and then you lean to here. So you have these, what we call lean-to. Anybody understand? You understood? What, you understand? They don't understand. What we used to do, we used to build one side like this, and then we'd be in one side over this. And boy, Hugo got under there and take them out. And we used to use that um, panel board for ceiling. And man, you know, the lean-to was very flat. And a flat roof, we don't understand it, but it's easier to come off than a high roof. And we have changed our building size. And we used to rest the rafter on top of the concrete and probably just put a nail in it. Hugo said, no, 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 no. You got to stop this. And since Hugo, we have built stronger houses. We change the building style and we become more careful. And so, since Hugo, we have had more dangerous storms, but we survived them better because we have better structure and better building. And uh, a lot of people now build uh, uh, basement 
And so that you could go down in your basement. But you don't even need to because the houses are now like basements, hurricane bunkers. And are more capable of, of, of withstanding a hurricane of 150 miles per hour. And so it brought us some rain afterwards and cooler temperatures. And uh, it did more good than harm really. And um, we have better buildings. That's one of the things about it. And so it is that uh, hurricanes test our faith and cause us to trust in God. The storms of life are good for us. First of all, let us consider some facts about the storms of life. Number one, the storms of life are real. Number two, the storms of life are very common. And we're going to see all these in this story, short story that we have here of Jesus sending the disciples into a storm. He knew that the storm was going to come. And in that area, that part of the world, storms, I understand, as we understand it, was very, they were very frequent. And so anytime you can expect a storm. And so the storms, not only that they were real, they were common, but they were powerful. Imagine the boat is filled with water. Imagine you're coming from St. Kitts and there's a storm and the boat is filled with water. What would you do? Not only that, number four, these storms were swift. Exactly the way it is with the storms of life. Going back to number one. When we say that these storms are real, it means that they are part of life. As long as you are in this life, expect that there will be storms. They are common in that they come to everybody. No one is left out. And so we need to prepare. Well, let's, we, we're going to come to that. Number three, we said that they are powerful. They hit us Real hard and furious. And then number four, they are swift. They come without warning. Let's look here at the story that we just read. Here they were, and they took their ships in. Verse 37. And immediately they got out in there, there was a great storm. Our great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. But while this, all this is happening, Jesus is in the hinder part of the ship, the rear stone, sleeping on a pillow. You think that this is accident? You think that Jesus... You know, didn't know about this. I mean, Jesus on a pillow. He walked. Did, well, I, I, did you ever stop to wonder? 
Why a pillow? Why did he walk with that pillow? <laughs> While they are worrying, Jesus is sleeping, relaxing, chillaxing, you know. <laughs> And here they are, worrying and fretting. Master, master, don't you care that we are going to perish? Jesus arose and rebuked the winds and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I am here in the boat. The boat cannot sink. You are here in the boat. It can't sink either. With Christ in the vessel, we can smile at the storm. Now I could say a lot of things here about storms and uh, the storms of life, but I want to be very brief. The question is, and this is all that we're going to deal with tonight. How do we deal or how do you deal, all of us, with the storms of life. Number one. The first thing you have to do. Prepare. Before the storms come. When we think of hurricane. We are in a hurricane alley. So you might as well. Prepare yourself because. Each year there could be. A hurricane. God be thanked not everywhere. Not everywhere. Not every year that we have in this particular area bad storms. In that, as small as the Caribbean is, it's big enough that the storms don't affect all the islands. Sometimes they go south, sometimes they go north, sometimes they come between the middle, between the north and the south. And we are right in there. And so, in spite of the fact that the Caribbean is small, not every year that we have a bad hurricane in our specific area. Sometimes you'll notice that the storms, Dominica get the worst of it. Sometimes Barbados, sometimes St. Kitts Nevis, and sometimes the Bahamas and so forth. And so it is in life that it is not every year that you are going to have a storm in your life. But you are going to have storms in your life. Prior to Hugo, it was many years that we didn't have a storm. So we were building very carelessly. Until we got hit. And since then, I don't understand it. There have been a lot of storms. But we are better off now. And we are better capable to handle these storms. And so it is that for the storms of life, you got to prepare. You need a shelter. You need to think about a place. Where am I going to be sheltering if there is a storm? And you notice since Hugo, everybody now getting hurricane shutters. You remember after Hugo? Everybody started to build these windows on their house and boy then for a long time we didn't get a storm and those windows rotten then people those wooden windows that you know we used to build you know and boy I, I never liked those things they were so ugly 
after the storm, you know, the rest of the year you have those ugly things in your house and then they start to rot and then everybody start to get fancy um, hurricane shutters, you know, expensive stuff. And uh, you have the, 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 the ones that you just pull out, you know, and, um, you know, you, you have different kinds. But everybody prepare. Brethren, so it is. In life, we got to prepare for the storms of life. You think about a shelter. And that shelter can be found in Psalm 61, verses 1 to 4. That we can find a shelter in the Lord in the time of storm. Amen. So, very early in life, we teach our children to make the, the Lord God their shelter. Because as night follows day, there are going to be storms in every life, in every home, in every church. But the problem is, there is no preparation. If there is proper preparation, we would not behave the way we behave when the storms of life come. Look at Psalm 61, verses 1 to 4. It says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when the storms come. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, amen, and a strong tower from the enemy or the storms of life, amen. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Amen. Amen. Brethren, in preparing for the storms and dealing with the storms, find yourself a sheltering place. Find yourself a place where you can shelter and that place could be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of people go through life and they don't want God until trouble comes. God is used like a spear tire. God is used like hurricane shutters, you know. You only want them when the hurricane comes. But brethren, we need God at all times. How do we prepare for the storms of life? Number two, trust God to take you through the storm. God wants you to trust him. According to Psalm 37 and 5 and Proverbs uh, 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Psalm 37 and uh, verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall direct thy path. Brethren, in the paths of the storm, the Lord will keep you safe in the shelter, in his hands. He will protect you. Number three, call upon the, call upon the master. To calm the storm. Ask him to do that. The storm is not greater than the master. 
Do not be afraid to go through the storms. We don't like storms. Some storms, the storms of life, are brief. Some of them are real long. Sometimes they last for months. Sometimes they last for years. I believe that each one here tonight could talk about the storms of life that you have had to face. You face the storms with confidence. But I must assure you that I'm guilty also of not facing my storms with confidence. I've had some long storms. Many storms. The longest one was a 14-year storm, which you know about, I told you about. I don't have to go through that. It was from 1999 to 2014. And before that storm could be over, there was another storm started in 2012. And that was a five-year storm. Boy, those were the two most difficult storms that I've faced. And I'm not going through all that again. And here we are. We had a nice recess. But just recently and the other day, here came this other storm. And I did not, I must admit, and Lord, I confess, I did not handle it well. The first couple of days, I just asked, keep asking, God, why? Why? Why did this have to happen? I don't remember exactly how it is, that, um, but my wife was supposed to go to the, this thing, and it was two days, and the day that she went, it was the only day because the other day I was going out and I was going to have the car all day. And I said, listen, you're gonna, she wanted to go that particular day. I said, you're going to have to go this day. Uh, I'll be, be honest with you. I don't remember. But it was between Tuesday and Wednesday. And I, was it Tuesday that you went? I said, man, you have to go Tuesday because Wednesday I have an appointment and it's going to be early in the morning and I have no idea what time it's going to finish and so I may not be back until 12 because how these things could be. And so um, you can't go Wednesday. You have to go Tuesday. And so she went Tuesday. And then when it happened, I said, God, why didn't I let her go ahead and go Wednesday? I told her, I'm coming for you. She said, I'm going to walk down the road. I said, you don't want to stay there? No, I'll meet you. She came down the road and fell down. And this thing happened. And I keep asking and I saying, why, why, why? But then someone came to me and said, listen, it could have been an altogether different conversation. Eh? She could have broken her hip. She could have fallen, hit her head and died. And um, fortunately, it's just a fracture. But i be honest with you, I did not take it very kindly because I'm just saying, why didn't she go ahead and wait until Wednesday? Or why did she have to go there? Why didn't she go the other place? And, but it was so to be that you just can't and talk about what could have been and what should have been. It makes no sense. It happened already. Just face this thing with confidence and you're going to come to the end of it. And it took me a while to get accustomed to the fact that this thing has happened. And that you just have to go through the storms. 
It's going to be the same for six weeks. And it's no sense that you pray, Lord, for a speedy recovery because then you're going to take it off to see if it's have a speedy recovery. So I quit praying for any speedy recovery <laughs> because it's six weeks, they say. And so I pray, change my prayer to, Lord, that when these six weeks come, there is no complication. Amen. Worrying about, you know, speedy recovery and why this had to happen this way and just accept the thing that is going to happen and you just have to ride out your storm. You have to change some things. As I told you Sunday night, that my garden up there, boy, yesterday I took the, went, took the mower and went down there and tried to get rid of some of them grass. And um, one thing can't handle that. As I told you that, boy, this thing looked like a runaway horse from Texas or Trinidad or something. And I went down there and took my mower and just that. And, um, you know, I said, boy, look, I lost four weeks work. You know what I could have gotten done in four weeks? It makes no sense. Just move on. Amen. And don't worry. And stop questioning God. Brethren, I did. I, I apologize to you. And I said, Lord, forgive me for questioning. Now, I was not pointing my finger in God's face. and said, God, why do this? Lord, why did this have to happen? Poor me. Don't like dishwashing. Don't like sweeping. Laundry was shopping was around. <laughs> Ladies, have all the money and do all the shopping. God bless you. Amen. And hear me when I go and I ask the fellow, where this is, where this is? Fellow smile and said, listen, I'm not accustomed to this. I'm just doing it for my wife. Like, you don't know where this thing, you don't, you don't know where this hot dog be? I said, hey, where you all have hot dog? <laughs> And then I come back again. I say, um, where do you all have so-and-so? He said, I said, listen, please, forgive me. I'm not accustomed to this. <laughs> and so I, I take it. It was a nice um, uh, natured person. So he smiled, you know, and I, I just uh, had to, you know, I seemed like, wait a minute. This is the first time you come shopping? But yeah. <laughs> Ladies. I congratulate you for liking shopping. It's like when we go to the States and shop and she go in and I say, listen, I'll be outside here. Let me just stand up outside. You know, go ahead, go along, go. Just give her a credit card and let her go have fun. Give her all the money. Make sure you give her and say, listen, this is all the money I got, eh? Don't ask me for no more. And ladies just have fun shopping. Boy, I wish I could get some of that fun. For me, it's like a bitter pill. Shopping, I thank God that God has given ladies this love for shopping, love for sweeping and cooking and washing clothes and things. Thank God for washing machine. Well, anyway, let's move on here. But we got to face this thing with confidence. Number four, be assured that he is in control of the storm. Mark chapter 4 and verse 39. Tell yourself that God is in control and I'm not going to worry about this storm. 
Like I said, storms are of different length, different in nature. Just like we have sandstorm, snowstorm, hurricane storm, rainstorm, and lightning storm, and all kind of storm. In every family, there will be storms. In every life, in every church. But unfortunately, we do not handle these things properly. Oh, you have little faith. And tell yourself, every problem that you have, challenge, can be handled and can be solved in the name of the Lord. And we make issues out of matters that should not be issues. And accept the challenges. And the challenges are going to come gradually. God be thanked. And God is not going to give you more than you can handle. And you tell yourself, I could survive this one. If I survived a 14-year storm, I could survive a 5-year storm. And if I could survive a 5-year storm, I could survive a 6-week storm. And all that you have to do, take it one day at a time. 7, 6 is a 42? Boy, I started counting. Wow, 41 more days. 39 more days. Now it's getting to be what? Like 10 more days? Praise the Lord. Amen? Guess one of the good things about this storm. That boy, we're getting more time to eat together sometimes. Like, Go ahead and, you know, I'll come in, I'll come in. And we spend more time together, don't we? I can't even leave the house. She tell me, I'm not, look, please, please, let me bathe before you leave because I don't want to go in the bathroom to go fall down, you know. And so I got to stand up there and wait until she bathes. Never did that before. <laughs> I can't leave the house. <laughs> Even if I'm going down in my garden, I got to wait because, you know, she don't want to go in the end. And so we have more time together now. I got to bring her porridge in the morning. Her breakfast, sorry, sorry. (laughs) And boy, I got to bring her lunch. Boy, the table has turned. And so you look for the good things out of the storms, Amen. We get more time to pray together, you know, because usually you have your devotion by yourself because, you know, I get up and I go out in the garden early and, um, you know, you go ahead and have your devotion. I have my devotion and she has hers and take more time now. And so the Lord Paul was saying, you all need to spend a little more time together. And begin to look at the good. What is the good in this storm here? Lord, why has happened? got to tell yourself that God is greater than this storm. What storm are you going through right now? They say that. You're either going into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or you are coming out of a storm. But there is 
sometimes some calm in between. Enjoy the calm. It's not always stormy. It is not. There are the quiet times. Like I said, that after the five-year storm, man, we had a nice break. After those two storms, booting into each other, 14 years storm. And then there come a five-year storm before the 14 years storm finish. And at Shiloh here, you know we have had some storms here at Shiloh. But guess what? We overcome them in the name of the Lord. We overcame those storms with prayer. You go to God. Boy, when we had that five-year storm, we prayed. My wife and I came here and we lay whatever they send us. We get all kind of paper every time they send us a bunch of paper. We came here to the church and let them on the altar and we prayed over them. God deliver us out of that storm. We can look back now and talk about an ex experience. Boat filled with water. That you think that the boat you think the boat there was filled with water, man. All boat was filled with was on, on, under the water, but he did not sink. Listen, look here. It says now. Look at it again, verse thirty-seven, and. There arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now half full. Amen? Hello? It was now full and it didn't sink. Brethren, our boat in that five year period between 2012 and 2017 listen, our boat was filled with water but thank God it did not sink. We trusted in God. And we knew that God was there with us in every step of the way. We saw the hand of God delivering us. We just had to keep trusting him. Never doubting. Although we question, Lord, why didn't you deliver us from this storm? Said, no, you are going through it. How do you think that pilots and sailors, pilots, going through storms, and they tell you, they could see in advance, this cloud here is a difficult cloud. Said, uh, fasten your seatbelts. Uh, attendants, please, go in your seat. Everybody take your seat. Because we're going through some turbulence. They have to go through it. Because you have what you call lanes. And they can't just say, all right, this storm, this cloud here, we're going under it, or we're going around it. You can't do that. You do that, you're going to run into somebody. So you have to stay in your lane. If they're going to change their lane, they're going from 37,000 to 30,000, they have to have permission. You can't just up there and switching lane. When they tell you you have to fly 37,000 37, feet, you have to stay at 37,000 feet. And if they tell you, the whatever, not, not a, well, let me not say. Okay. You have to stay there. And you can't just be swinging. If you swing in and out, you're going to fly into somebody. You have to stay 
in your lane. And brethren, so it is in the storms of life, you stay in your lane. Amen? You can't be jumping from 37,000 feet to 30,000 feet or to 25,000 feet or to 10,000 feet. You are going to get killed. And so it is. If you get out of your lane with the storms of life, you could get killed. You run into somebody else. Not physically. But you run yourself in trouble. When you don't stay in your lane in the will of God. These disciples were in the will of God. Jesus said to them, let us go over unto the other side. Amen. Amen. Jesus knew exactly why he told them that. That there are times when Jesus is going to tell you, do this. And you say, Lord, I am not going to. You go out of your lane, you find yourself in trouble. Stick in your lane. Stick with God. Sometimes, they'll tell you, you cannot fly. Stay in port. Sometimes, with a storm with a ship, they tell you, do not venture far from port. Your time is when you are tempted to venture far from port, and God said, no, stay in port. Stay put. Don't go. There are times when you have to stay put. In life, you just have to wait upon the Lord and He shall renew your strength. You want to do something and you are not ready for it. God say, hey, wait! Wait! You know, like a young people, a lot of young people these days, they can't wait. They want everything one time. get themselves in trouble. Sometimes we find ourselves in financial difficulties, financial storms, because we cannot wait. We want everything and we want it now. Just wait. So when you get into that storm, self-made storm, you're going to have to work out how you're going to get out of that if God did not Tell you to go into it. Now we could talk about several of the storms who went into storms, but time will not permit us. You know the storm that Paul went to. And the ship, there was a shipwreck with that storm. Paul had no choice. But everybody have to stay on board. If some jump out, nobody's going to be saved. There is going to be a shipwreck. But this night the Lord spoke to me. And this is what he told me. You know the story very well. 